Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Mystic's Heart with your show host, Denise Iwana. on the Star Nation's radio network. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to a beautiful brand new day. This is Denise Iwana Francisco, and I am your host for this morning's The Mystic's Heart. And right now I'm just cooking up some Mayan Copal incense. Got my little incense burner going, and uh, it just dawned on me, or I just had a remembrance that this beautiful little copper, I guess it's brass, Tibetan incense burner that I'm using was gifted to me by a high school teacher. And uh, her name is Mrs. Lomas. And I was actually her teacher's assistant in history. I love history, still love history, as most of you know. And uh, Mrs. Lomas was actually a teacher that I did not have, but she and I absolutely hit it off when I moved here to Michigan. She's a little bit quirky. And so she taught uh, some of the remedial history classes in high school. And in an effort to help others learn, to help students learn. Uh, She would dress up as Martha Washington. She would dress up as Betsy Ross. She would dress up as Thomas Jefferson. I mean, she was that kind of a teacher that she would go the extra mile to make sure that her students would have a tactile way, a visual way, an auditory way of learning about history. That was also very, very fun. And she was also my very first experience with an American picker. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. She lives in an amazing Victorian mansion that is completely done to the period. And anyway, fond memory coming with the incense this morning out of that beautiful uh, brass incense burner of mine. And... uh, reminding me of the importance of being a good teacher or of honoring the fact that we are a teacher and providing what our students need in order to learn most effectively. And, uh, oh, my goodness, Mrs. Lomas. So it was very, very uh, interesting that that memory should come up for me today. But here it is, and I'm enjoying every moment of it. Amazing how it is that one person with one thing, you know, in your life, one experience in your life. Mrs. Lomas and I have remained friends to this very day. She's in her 80s now. (laughs) Lives in a town called Spring Lake, Michigan. Beautiful right there along the lake shore. And uh, some saw her as very eccentric and I saw her as my kind of people. And so when she invited me to co-facilitate her high school history class, when I was a senior in high school, I gladly did that. And this incense burner that is now burning Mayan Copal was a thank you from her to me. She knew even uh, as I was a junior and a senior in high school that I loved the mysteries and mysticism. And uh, so she and I, our souls met 
And there's a teacher. I never had her for a class myself, but she is one of those teachers. I'm quite certain that no one who ever had her as a teacher has ever forgotten, kind of like my friend Linda Grizak, right? So we all have the opportunity to be that person, right, to make a difference, even in our quirkiness and in our uniqueness, to have a positive impact on people. Okay, so I don't even know where all that came from this morning, but there it is, everybody, and good morning. It's so good to see you all. Just got off this phone with my sister, my chue, Barbara Dollknife. And uh, she asked me to express once again her gratitude for all of the donations for Gather Our Children Home. The children are loving the playground that Gathering Thunder Foundation purchased for the home. They are loving it. Gives them something to do and a good something to do to occupy their time and to get them outdoors. For those of you that are in the West Michigan area, by the way, this coming weekend is the Grand Valley American Indian Lodge powwow. It is a traditional powwow, and it will be held at Riverside Park there on Monroe Avenue. Uh, Grand entry, I believe, both days is at 1 p.m., and it is a wonderful traditional powwow along the river bank. So if you are here in West Michigan, it is open to the public. They encourage that. They love to educate. Grand Valley American Indian Lodge has been holding this powwow for 56 years. Gathering Thunder Foundation has been a sponsor for this particular powwow. This is two years in a row now. And also, if you are interested, Gathering Thunder Foundation is also helping to sponsor the Red Road Sobriety Walk. The Red Road Sobriety Walk. And for those of you that are on Facebook, you can go to my Facebook page, Denise Iwana, and you will see both of those events are listed. Again, it's a beautiful powwow there right along the riverside in Grand Rapids. And the public is welcome. Children are welcome. Of course, alcohol and weapons are not welcome. <laughs> so, And, of course, the other amazing thing that is happening is that our very own Lily Vasquez, her mother is going to be here on Saturday at Star Nations Academy East. So excited about this class, Dia de los, los Muertos the Day of the Dead teachings. I'm going to learn from Delphina how to say that appropriately. And uh, it's going to be a wonderful class. I know that some of you are coming. Uh, Once again, and I'm just saying this up front, uh, those of you who are attending, I will be pouring NEP on Saturday evening at about 6 o'clock. That seems to be a really good time for NEP. Those of you that know the protocol know the protocol. And uh, so I will be pouring sweat. It is not part of the class. It is something that I will be doing so that uh, we can all have a very nice um, sweat in EP afterwards. So, and you don't have to be part of the class, of course, to attend in EP. Uh, but I just wanted to put that out there that we will be doing that. Okay, let's get going, everybody. Good morning. Robin is saying she's going, just sure, not sure what day. Well, I am hoping that we go on Sunday, perhaps on Sunday, before everybody leaves. We'll see about that. 
Gathering Thunder does a lot of good work, and a lot of our good work is because of all of you, so thank you. This morning, we're going to begin with a prayer of gratitude from my soon-to-be book, Prayers and Incantations to the Light, Blessings from the Mother. And uh, so if you would, everybody, just take a really beautiful deep breath into your body, a beautifully deep breath into your body, and inform your body. It's a beautiful new day. It's a brand new day. Tell yourself, I love you. I love you. I love you, body. I love you, life. Thank you, creator, for all that I have and all that I am. Deep breaths in and total exhalations out, please. This is a prayer of gratitude. Divine light, home to my soul, source of my love, animator of my spirit, I am grateful. Cosmic mind, Seer, seeker, revealer, lover, strength, indwelling of God, I am grateful. Let me know, let me see, let me find, let me reveal, let me love, let me feel you and me. Blessings be, and so it is. I am grateful. Amen good way to begin the day with some gratitude. Also in this book, Prayers and Incantations to the Light, there are in the back of the book actual ceremonies, wedding ceremonies, baptismal ceremonies, funeral ceremonies, blessing of child ceremonies, naming ceremonies that I have written that can be used and employed. And I have employed all of them, by the way. I've used one of the weddings twice now in the past month. I used the weddings right out of my own book, and I've received lots of thank yous and cards in the mail about how wonderful those particular weddings were. I like to try things out before I put them in a book and, and you know put them out there for all of you to enjoy. Okay, here we go. Group card, everybody. Hey, Nellie. I'm hoping you're here too, Sonia. I really do. Okay, everyone, we have drawn as a group the angel Nathaniel. Nathaniel is the angel of joy, joie de vivre, right? the joy of life. And sometimes we forget that it's okay to have joy. Some people feel that they shouldn't have joy because maybe others around them don't have joy or they don't believe in being joyful. Right? Some people live a life of misery or perceived life of misery, and they don't like other people around them to be joyful. Nathaniel says, forget about it. Be joyful. It is your birthright to have joy in your life. And if you have forgotten how to find joy, to be joyful, invite me into your life. Joy is a state of grace. It is the art of being in love with your life and all aspects and experiences of your life. Right? Yes, and it's not always joyful. I mean, it's not to say that everything is always hunky-dory because, frankly, we all know that it isn't, but by golly, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't have joy in our life. And sometimes we have forgotten what joy feels like, where to find it, all of those things. We can call upon the angel Nathaniel, the angel Nathaniel, to help us find our joy. (laughs) Well, thank you, Queen. Your book title is awesome. The Gratitude Prayer, beautiful. Oh, thank you for that, Queen. This next card is for you, Queen. Oh, this is perfect for you. (laughs) As 
tell us. <laughs> oh, my. I held your name in my third eye there at the inner screen, and this card literally popped out from the deck. It's the card Cleopatra. Of course it is for Queen Goddess Opulence, Cleopatra. Or as they say in Egypt, Cleopatra. Cleopatra. The contemplative word for Cleopatra is victory. A lot of people don't know the history of Cleopatra. Me, as a history buff, love history, and I love learning new things. I'm certainly not an expert on it, but I do enjoy it. A brilliant and passionate woman, deeply devoted to her country, Cleopatra VII spoke nine separate languages and by all accounts was a superb leader. Known for fighting for what she believed in and the nation that she held so dear, Cleopatra was a fearless queen, often finding herself navigating through treacherous political territories to overcome her enemies and defend what she loved. Queen, do not let the ignorance or ego of others render you powerless. You are the commander-in-chief of your life. Choose your consorts and colleagues wisely and with love. Stand up for that which you cherish and love, including yourself. And your daily mantra, Queen, I stand firm in allowing only life-giving people and situations into my life. That's a good one. Jeez, what a way to start the day, hey? Also want to give a great big birthday shout-out to our friend Jane. Jane is often in the chat room. It's her birthday today. Happy birthday, Jane. And this one is for you. This one is for you. Also from the Mysteries of Ancient Egypt, interesting, I got orders this morning for, I can't keep this particular deck of cards in stock the Mysteries of Ancient Egypt, and I just before the show packaged up another one to go to Washington State. A lot of them go to Europe, but boy, uh, right out of the chute this morning, the Mysteries of Ancient Egypt are here. And uh, with it is Nefertiti. Nefertiti, the name Nefertiti means the beautiful one has come. Her contemplative word is joy. Contemplative word means sometimes in our lives we need to sit down and just contemplate. We need to be with ourselves, be contemplative. Last weekend, I was talking to my sister, Della, who spent 11 years as a uh, religious sister of mercy. She was a Catholic nun. And we talked about the importance of contemplation, of just being with. And, And a lot of times for contemplatives, nuns, monks of many traditions, it's to contemplate or to sit with a word. And the word that is being gifted to you today on your birthday, Jane, is the word joy. Joy. And Nefertiti begs the question, where do you find your joy? Where does joy find you? To the one who sees, treasure can be found in all things great and small. This is a reminder of joy in your life and the fact that you are a joy bringer. It is a thank you from the universe for being a person who brings great joy into the lives of others. Immensely loved by her people, it was more than Nefertiti's physical beauty that caused such admiration. Also known as the mistress of happiness, 
It was the joy of being alive that shone through her face, creating a radiant visage, one that has become an ageless icon of feminine power and wisdom. And that is the truth. Her face, I have a bust of Nefertiti down in my Egyptian room, in my bathroom uh, on the lower level. The entire room is actually an Egyptian chamber uh, with artifacts that I purchased on my trips to Egypt. And I have a bust of Nefertiti. And part of the reason that I have that is because she was known as the bringer of joy, the bringer of happiness, the mistress of happiness. And so when I look upon that, and you've all probably seen the bust of her, it is a reminder to have happiness and to find happiness in the small things and the big things. Your daily mantra, birthday girl, is this. I find joy in things both great and small. I find joy in being alive. How beautiful is that? How beautiful. Morning, Lady Hawk. Oh, and by the way, everybody, you know on Tuesday mornings, please do share what you have going on in both of the chat rooms, Facebook and Blog Talk. Let everybody know what you got going on. You have something cool happening? Go for it. Let everybody know. That's why we get together on Tuesday mornings. This is a community, right? We need to let everybody know. <laughs> Della, she just checked into the Facebook chat room. My sister Della Badwound, I love her. She did the final edits of my book, Prayers and Incantations to the Light. You know, it is interesting. I'm 54 years old, but I handed the manuscript over to my sister Della. And of course, she's not just a nun. And any of you that, you know, were with her in NEP and afterwards singing reggae music and uh, hippie music, as she calls it, out by the campfire with Rob. <laughs> last Sunday evening. She's far more than that, but when I handed her the manuscript to look at this book of prayers and incantations to the light, there was a little wince in my gut that went, oh, you know. So I was really happy when she said to me, Mitankala, I love your book and your writing style. I love your writing style. This is fantastic. There was a little bit of relief, I have to say. I mean, I know she loves me no matter what, but uh, when I got her blessing on the book and Nice words about it, affirming words. You know, I love it. I love it. I can't wait to have my own copy, she said. I felt really good about that. But uh, then converting the language, the Lakota language, into the Lakota language was the last piece. And that is complete. All right. <laughs> Della, I love her. Oh, goodness. Okay, yes, that's right. Polly Joe is talking about stress in her show and stress and what it does to our chakras. And so I posted a little thing in the Facebook chat room that says, I will not stress myself out about things I cannot control or change. And Della put good mantra, I can only take care of me. Yes. Hey, Gemini. Yeah, I'm really excited about the book. That word incantation kind of throws a few people off, but... Right, it's good to stretch people beyond their comfort zone sometimes, I think. Kathy Skirmerhorn, this one is for you. It's the Pegasus. The Pegasus represents our creative genius. It is, uh, what do we want to say about that? It's an archetype of our creative genius. 
And so the Pegasus says to us, allow your creative genius to unfold. In other words, Kathy, if there is something that you've been noodling around there at Kathy's Sewing, not that you aren't busy enough because you're an amazing seamstress, that reminds me, Kathy, I need to talk to you about creating a Renaissance Festival uh, dress for me tomorrow when you and I are at the organic store. I need to talk to you about that. But anyway, back to the, and maybe that's what this is about as well, part of it. I don't know. But if there's something that you've been noodling around about, you'd like to create this or that, and you're, you're not really sure about it, the Pegasus is saying, Kathy, go for it. Go for it. Allow it to unfold. Even if it seems a little outlandish, a little, you know, raise the eyebrows a little bit for others, Nope. The Pegasus says, allow your creative genius to unfold. Each of us comes here to the earth plane with gifts and talents that are uniquely our own. And in our lifetime, I believe that we've come here to share those, right? to let those unfold. So there you have it, Kath. Your mantra, my creative genius flows in brilliant, cosmically inspired ways. Yeah, sure does. All right, shuffle, shuffle. Here we go. Janet. Janet. The Egyptian god Ptah. P-T-A-H, Ptah. Ptah represents our thought. It's an archetype for thought. When we look at the Egyptian gods and pantheons of gods and goddesses and the teachings, a lot of it is very archetypical, which means it's very much alive, but it is archetypical. Ptah represents the power of the spoken word, the power of the thought. Your contemplative words for the god Ptah are the word, the word in the beginning, right? And I'm going to read this metaphor for you. Ptah conceives the world by the thought of his heart and gives life through the magic of his word. This is a metaphor for alchemy. The alchemy of what is in our heart being verbalized through our words, spoken words, and being emitted through our thoughts. Ptah conceives the world by the thought of his heart and gives life through the magic of his word. Love this. For those of you that like to do high ceremony, Amber Musk is associated with the Egyptian god Ptah. Our thoughts, when verbalized in words, carry great power to uplift or destroy. Our thoughts, when expressed within, carry great power to empower or tear down. As above, so below. As within, so without. Our thoughts are like prayers that are carried upon the life force winds of creation to become existent in our human reality. Janet, be mindful of your dialogue with spirit and yourself. Choose your words wisely. In doing so, you will be carefully crafting your world within and without your daily mantra i choose my words wisely carefully crafting my world within and without yes
That's a potent one, the teaching of Ptah. The, the Egyptian cards are very, very potent, very ancient in their teachings. And it is, you know, like the other decks, some, you, you know, the seer sees what the seer needs to see. And yeah. Multi-layered. Definitely multi-layered. Okay. This card just flew right out of the deck. Gotta love that when that happens. Like a popcorn popper in here sometime, honestly. This Thursday night, ladies, at our women's group here at the Temple Within School of Sacred Studies, Audra DeVries' mother, Gloria, will be leading us in the creation of beautiful dream catchers. Audra's mother is an elder. Audra, many of you know her um, as Miniwia. She is the water woman at my Inipi ceremonies. She blesses the water before it's brought in uh, to pour over the stones. Her mother is an elder. I believe she's 80 years old this year. Anyway, she's going to be leading us in creating beautiful dream catchers. And how fun, because Lily and her mother, also an elder, will be here that evening as well. So Delfina uh, Cosme will also be here that evening. So we'll have two elders with us, Delfina and also Gloria. And it will be Delfina who will be leading us in our class on Saturday at, uh, of course, Star Nations Academy East. It's a Day of the Dead workshop. And we will actually be eating, again, ceremonial food with Delfina. And we will be creating altars that you will be taking home Right, and the cost of that, I believe, is thirty dollars. Is all for all of that. That's pretty amazing. So, all right, here we go. Cindy Lynn, this one is for you. It is the water dragon. The water dragon represents water magic and insight. So, in other words, it also includes our the pools of our psyche right? And our insight. And what the water dragon says to you is this, uh, Cindy Lynn, your sixth sense is heightened right now. Be very good with your boundaries right now. Very important that you set energetic boundaries, physical boundaries to protect your sensitivities. Be very mindful that you are already a sensitive woman. And right now those sensitivities are heightened. Be watchful of your words, your thoughts, right? The teaching of Ta definitely applies here. And spirit is letting you know, pay attention to your intuition. Understand that if you are being bombarded, you know, from the seen and unseen worlds, it is because you are particularly magnetic at this time. There you go. So be awake and be aware. Good boundaries are called for you at this time. And call upon the water dragon. If you are feeling overwhelmed or intruded upon, call upon the water dragon. Yep. Ihane wash day chue. Good to have you in the chat room this morning, Del Marie. Yeah, a lot of you got to experience being with Del last weekend. Oh my goodness, we had an amazing time. Aaron Camacho. This one is for you, Aaron. It is the griffin. The griffin represents death-defying bravery, defying bravery. Here's what the griffin says to you. 
be brave. Be brave. Be bold. Remember, you are both human and divine. Your soul is immortal, changing only in form throughout the ages. You are limitless. Sometimes we forget that about ourselves. Right? We get so hunkered down and into our humanness, we forget that we are limitless. We are what the stars are made of. In fact, we are what supernovas are made of. Right? This is a card that says, be brave, be bold, go for it. I face my fears and overcome them with ease. Right? Anything that's been niggling at you, any fear that you've been afraid to face, any way that you've been worried about stepping out of the box or out of the comfort zone, Griffin says, be brave about it, be bold, we got your back. Go for it. The Griffin is with you. That's some big energy, the Griffin. Todd and I were at the Renaissance Fair in Holly this past weekend on Saturday. And uh, some of you have may, may have seen one of the hat purchases that was made. I love hats. I don't even know how many hats I have here in this house. I could have just a room of hats, actually. I collect them from all of my travels. I collect two things, rosaries and hats. Interesting, huh? So, but anyway, in dealing with and working with mythology, there were lots and lots of griffins and hippogriffs and mythology, of course, uh, all over the Renaissance Festival this past weekend, and I thoroughly enjoy that, thoroughly enjoy it. Okay. Good morning to you, too. Dell is saying good morning, everybody. Oh, and by the way, many of you have asked if Del Marie and Della would come back next year to do an entire weekend-long women's retreat. Kimberly Wink was the first one to bring it up. And Della and Del Marie have said that they would be happy to do that. So I will be working with Della and Del Marie uh, to set up an entire weekend, Friday evening through Sunday afternoon, a retreat for women. Everybody so enjoyed this past weekend retreat that we're going to extend it for a full weekend. So thank you all for coming and also for uh, encouraging the ladies to stay even longer. All right, taking a look here in the chat rooms because sometimes I get so chatty I forget to look. Hey, Jocelyn. Morning, Connie. Connie, I understand you're in Grand Rapids, right? So we need to uh, go to coffee or something. We need to make that happen (laughs) in the two weeks that you are here. All right, here we go. Tana from Whimsical Pet Portraits. Tana, she's an amazing artist. Oh, my goodness, Tana, I can't not tell you how many people got the biggest kick out of the portrait of Merlin that is in uh, the main restroom right there off of our kitchen. Oh, my goodness, so many wonderful comments about the portrait that you did of my little Merlin. Yeah. Next spring in March, Tana will be here, and I'm going to paint Gabriel at that time. But for you, my dear, the Swan Maiden is here. The Swan Maiden, of course, comes to us from Scandinavia. And the Swan Maiden represents the Valkyrie Shield Maiden. So this is no shrinking violet, right? This is not a wallflower. 
by any stretch of the imagination. The Swan Maiden is a potent, potent mythological being. And she says to you, you are divinely protected. And not only that, Tana, you are a warrior of light and hope. And I want to read this card to you, please. You have lived through many hard-won, sometimes sorrowful battles, both in your physical and your spiritual life. The Swan Maiden joyfully acknowledges your loyalty to the path of light that you have chosen and now heralds a time of great prosperity for you. Be open to receiving the blessings that are coming to you, Tana, and the way in which they are bestowed. And your daily mantra, I am a warrior of light and hope. Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. Nikki, this one is for you. Nikki, up there at the beautiful Heartful Art Studio in Big Rapids, Michigan. You know this winter, every Friday, that's where you're going to find me, up there at the Heartful Art Studio, me and Nikki and Muggs. Muggs Ward, Muggs, if you're out there listening, I can't wait. And my garlic did beautifully. Thank you in my garden. Nikki, the wampus cat is here for you. The wampus cat says to us, your life is transforming in beautiful ways. The wampus cat also teaches us, this is a very important teaching, the depths to which we are able to descend are equaled by the heights to which we are able to ascend. The greatest teachers must walk through the greatest fires in order to teach with authenticity, integrity, and compassion. That's a big one. The greatest teachers walk through the greatest fires in order to teach with integrity and compassion. Right? Like that. So, not quite sure what's going on, but here's your daily mantra, my dear friend. The experiences of my life do not happen to me. They happen for me. They happen for our growth. Oh, and sometimes, my goodness, we think, really, couldn't this have come a little more easy, a little more simply, a little more gently? And the answer to that is oftentimes no. It needed to happen like that. It's okay. You're a tough chick. We know that. We know that. You're a hearty woman. A woman of a substance, as I say. A woman of substance. Yes, and I posted my new website because there's been some confusion recently. Denise, I went to templewithin.com, and your classes weren't there, upcoming classes, some of them. And that is because, thanks to my dear friend, and business partner, David Fix, I have a new website called deniseiwana.com. And I'd just like to give a shout out and a thank you to everyone who has purchased my book, Angels All Around Us, and taken the time to write a review, both of the digital and of the hard copy. Those reviews on lulu.com and also on iTunes are so important. And I just want to you know, take a moment to say thank you for that for going there and making a, a comment and letting people know how you feel about my work. I really appreciate that. Appreciate each and every one of you. Nikki's saying, oh, okay, there you go. 
things have been rolling right along. So maybe this is giving me a heads up. There you go. I think you're going to have an opportunity to be a teacher in this particular teaching, Nikki. And so somebody comes to you and says, why is my butt dragging through the muck? I'm a really good person, but man, I'm having a terrible time. Perhaps as the teacher that you are, Nikki, you will be teaching them this particular piece that, you know, the depths to which we can descend are always equaled by the heights to which we can ascend. The deeper the darkness, the brighter the light at the end of the tunnel, some people say. So it may just be that you're the facilitator of this teaching. Thank you, Gemini. She's saying, I love the new website. Thank you for that. I really appreciate that very, very much, Lee. All right. Sonia. All right. The Egyptian god Geb is here for you, Sonia. Oh, my goodness. You should have seen Hurricane down around the campfire last Sunday at the NEP. Oh, my goodness. We chuckled, didn't we, Dell? Oh, my. That hurricane, Sonia's four-legged baby, she's now got some kittens, too, but she's not keeping them. She's just having them there until their new people come along. But anyway, we had more fun around that campfire after NEP and watching Hurricane uh, around the campfire as Rob was singing and playing the guitar, and oh, it was just a great deal of fun. Hurricane is something else. But anyway, I do digress. Geb is here for you, Sonia. Geb is the god of abundance, the god of vegetation. He is the father of Isis, Osiris, Nepsis, Horus, and Seth. And he has come to let you know that like the goose that laid the golden egg, this heralds a very fertile and abundant time in your life. So it's very important for you at this time to be grateful and hold gratitude in your heart and in your thoughts. Thank you for the abundance in my life. Thank you for the abundance that continually flows into my life. Thank you. That's what the Geb card is about, letting you know that abundance is doubling up, coming your way, and the way to attract that uh, more superbly or pristinely is to hold the thoughts of gratitude in your heart and in your mind. Mm-hmm. It's about giving and receiving. You cannot outgive God. You cannot outgive God. Cannot happen. That reminds me, I want to give a shout out to my dear friends at restorationranch.org. I saw the other day that Restoration Ranch down there in Texas, Base Drop, Texas, taking in horses from the devastating floods from the hurricane, the Mars and the gang. Beth Rand, all of them are helping to rescue horses that are part of the floods down there and bringing them to safety at Restoration Ranch. And, you know, it takes money to do that. So if you have an extra $5 this week, that would be great because I can tell you that they use the money so beautifully. And I'm going to take a moment to type that into the chat room, restorationranch.org. You know that I love animals. I'm like that. I'm a sap when it comes to that. And uh, I'm also a sap when it comes to military veterans. They do both at Restoration Ranch. They restore animals and veterans. 
and now they're helping out with the hurricane. You know, some people will say, well, Denise, I only have an extra $5. I only have an extra $2. I just want to say to all of you that give the extra $2 or the extra $5 you may have. I've even had people say, I didn't go to Big B today or I didn't go to Starbucks today. I went online and I donated it to Gathering Thunder. That $5 makes a huge difference. I just want to tell you that. It makes a really big difference because those $5 add up and uh, $2 add up. That's why I have a jar in the classroom on the hill. Some days I open up that jar and it's full of $1 bills and it adds up to $25, $30. That buys diapers for children at the, you know, the home. It buys hay for horses, right, that nearly drowned in the hurricane. So anyway, I just want to say thank you for that, all of you. All right. Nelly. Our wonderful Mervyn Kelly, the Firebird is here for you today. The Firebird, immortal light. The message for you, Nellie, is this. Do not be afraid. Be alive. Be alive. Do not be afraid. Be alive. I love this one. I love this one. This is a reminder, again, of your own, of your own immortality. It reminds us of who we are, where we came from, and really what the source of our animation is. Spirit, spiritus, whatever you call that, creator within us. And the firebird comes along to say, yep, there are times that we burn in the, we burn, right, in the fires of life, may find ourselves in a heap of ashes, but don't be afraid to do it again. Don't be afraid to come back to life again. Some people, when they are burned by the trials and the initiations of life, they're like, uh-uh, I'm done. Nope, I'm going to hole up. I'm going to become a hermit or a hermitess for the rest of my life because, ow, that hurt. The firebird says, yes, it, do, it did hurt. It is painful. But don't be afraid. Be alive. Do it again. Do it again. What did you learn from that experience? Bring that. Bring that teaching forward. Do not be afraid. Be alive. There you go, Nellie. Spirit is telling me to shut up and leave it at that. Leave it at that, Dana. He knows what you're talking about. Do not be afraid. Be alive. Okay, Katie. Little Miss Sunshine. The eagle is here for you, Katie. Love it when the eagle shows up. The eagle tells us and reminds us to look at things from a higher perspective. Look at things from a higher perspective. It also says that sometimes when we are the person who looks at things from a higher perspective, we can feel very alone. Right? We don't typically see eagles in a flock. We may see some that gather for a feeding, but typically we don't see them flying around in flocks like seagulls and swallows and things like that, the eagle oftentimes is a solitary, is a solitary. They mate for life. They have their mate for life. But they are solitary beings often, and they retreat to their eagle's nest. But even, you know, saying that, sometimes it can be, you know, very lonely feeling when we're the person who tries to look at things from the higher perspective perspective, or from the higher wisdom teachings or when we walk a spiritual path, when we walk the Chunka Luta road, right? 
the red road can feel very lonely. But the eagle says, but you're never alone. Creator is always with you. Creator is always with you, and Creator works through you. Creator works through you. This is a reminder, Katie, that you're never, ever truly alone, that the Creator shines beautifully through you and helps you to rise above the mundane. Oh, we can get so caught up in things, can't we, in our humanness? Yeah. Eagle says, rise above it. Remember who you are. And when you're feeling alone because of who you are and the way that you walk in the world, remember you're never alone. Creator is with you always. There we go. Love that. Jocelyn. Oh, boy, this one seems to come to you quite often. The Archangel Metatron is here for you, Jocelyn. Metatron is about transformation. You will see on the cover of my new book, Prayers and Incantations to the Light Metatron's Cube, right? The Anakian Cube. And David does a fine job of explaining why that cube is on the front of the book. But it represents Metatron. It it represents the teachings of Metatron's cube, the tree of life, of transformation. Like a butterfly being called from its shimmering cocoon, your higher presence, Jocelyn, is calling you to the next phase of learning along your soul's journey. Spirit is knocking. New teachers, new thoughts, new teachings are coming to you. Metatron says pay attention. This is once again a time of transformation for you. Remember, sometimes our teachers come to us in extraordinary ways, extraordinary ways. We have to be mindful of that. I am that I am is your daily mantra. Lady Hawk. The white heart is here for you, H-A-R-T. The white heart says this, let the adventure begin. Time to be adventurous. Do something adventurous. Go out on an adventure. And this one, I have to tell you, as I'm saying this to you, Lady Hawk, you have your camera in hand. You have your camera in hand uh, on an adventure. Let the adventure begin, says the White Heart. I don't know if there's something that you have been wanting to photograph, and maybe you're feeling as though that's a little bit too far out of your comfort zone or what have you. But what I am seeing is that you going out of the comfort zone, taking the leap of faith with your camera, with your camera, and uh, going on an adventure, photographing things. That's all I can say. Yeah. Oh, Lady Hawk, thank you for putting that. Um, So I don't know. Maybe it's that you're supposed to go to Base Drop and take some beautiful portraits of the folks at uh, at Restoration Ranch. Just copying this over into Facebook. Thank you for that. She's saying, I was just gifted a handmade camera bag. Well, I feel as though you and it and your camera are supposed to go out on adventure. Your daily mantra, life is a grand adventure that my soul has chosen to experience with endless joy and wonder. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Diane, you beautiful thing. 
The White Eagle is here for you, Diane. The White Eagle represents ancient teachings and the wisdom of the stars. I happen to believe personally that our stardust is becoming more important in the teachings that are now coming to us and being revealed on the earth plane. And I'm talking astronomy, astrology, all of it, but also the fact that our own human being is made up of stardust and in and in particular, particular stardusts. And there's more research being done about all of this. And with that comes teachings, ancient teachings. If, for instance, the good folks at NASA discover each and every one of us carry stardust from a supernova, maybe then all of us want to perhaps study what is a supernova? What happens in that moment that a star becomes a supernova? Where in the cosmos have we experienced supernovas? And what supernovas in particular do we carry within us? Right? There's a huge curiosity in science and astronomy right now, uh, very much so in many countries around Grandmother Earth. With that is also coming the ancestral teachings about where we come from in the stars and, of course, the mythology of, the, of that the stories, the songs. White Eagle comes to us from a time known as the Atlantean period, very much related to what we now call the goose that laid the golden egg on the Giza Plateau, right? That golden egg, the Ouroboros. All of those teachings herald from a time known as Atlantis or the Atlantean times. But the, the, the long and short of it, I get on these tangents, is that for you Ancient teachings are being revealed to you at this time, Diane. Pay attention when you are being drawn to a particular show on TV, a particular book at a bookstore, your daydreams, your night dreams, classes that may be going on in your area. Allow your intuition to take you to those teachings. Again, whether it's on TV, in a book, in a movie theater, whatever it happens to be. Because ancient, ancient teachings are being revealed my very favorite things, right? The ancient teachings. Gemini, the white buffalo is here for you. I learned something new from my Chue Della. Last time she was here, we, we don't say we say because is white and is off white. So we never really see like a glistening white buffalo. We see one that's slightly off-white. So she corrected me on that, and I was so happy that she did that. And I went through my book, and I made those corrections as well, just that slight difference in the language. White buffalo, the sacred teachings are coming to you. The sacred teachings. It is also a reminder for you to walk in balance, to be in balance at this time to have your feet firmly on Grandmother Earth as you reach more fully into the Sky Nations for those ancient teachings. Yes. It's about making sure that you receive in equal measure to what you give. <laughs> Everything Delmarie talked about while she was here for the Medicine Wheel teachings, in other words. But white buffalo woman is here with you. And if I were you, Gemini, I would do some meditation or journeying with her. Right, full moon is coming up. And all of these wonderful teachings that are coming to us today, each and every one of us, 
when I come to a full moon, I pay very close attention. And, of course, I do ceremony and con- contemplative time. All right. Hollis. The wise old owl is here for you, Hollis. The owl teachings. Have you noticed all of the commercials on TV, everybody? From travel companies to, um, you name it, mattress companies, how the owl is so prevalent and present at this time in media. It's like everybody's spokesmodel is an owl right now. It's very interesting. At least it is here in Michigan with the programming uh, that Todd and I see. We're just amazed at all of the owls. Yes. Owl is about shadow and light. And the teachings that we learn in shadow and how we bring those teachings that we receive in shadow to the light. The owl says this to you, Hollis. Honor all that you have experienced on your path and the wisdom that you have gained. Bring it forth into the light of a brand new day. Your daily mantra for you, Hollis, this is very important. The wisdom of my soul guides me both day and night. So there's some journeying that needs to happen right now. Take time to journey, please. All right. Jacqueline. Jacqueline. This one is for you. It's the unicorn. The unicorn represents our inner light, the light within. Let your light shine, says the unicorn. The unicorn is creative, created with two elements, spirit and light. And the legend of the unicorn comes to us from Greece and Rome. Let your light shine, says the unicorn, because, Jacqueline, darkness prevails where the light is not fully present. More than ever, it is essential for you to shine your divine light. As a magnificent being of the light, it is through your words, actions, meditations, thoughts, and prayers that you bring great courage, hope, and strength to those who are currently lost in dark's illusion. Very important for you to shine right now. Mary Ellen, Mary Ellen, you're going to be coming to my place in October for the Amantha Murphy Week, right? The week-long Irish shamanism training. Oh, my goodness, I saw you on the list. I'm so happy. The Cocapelli is here for you, Mary Ellen, the bringer of the rains, the bringer of the rains. This is a fertile time in your life. This is a card of gratitude. Gratitude. Because what Cocapelli is saying, you have a plentiful harvest coming your way. You have a plentiful harvest coming your way. Like, kind of like the Egyptian god Geb, right? It's a card of gratitude. And the, the mantra says it all. My life is overflowing with all things that bring joy to my soul and peace to my heart. I am grateful Cocapelli says, look out, you've got beautiful abundance coming to you on many levels and abundance of teachings, right? An abundance of insights of spiritual friends and allies, right? Cocapelli says, celebrate, 
be grateful, hold gratitude in your heart at this time. All right, Mary Ann. Mary Ann, the Thunderbird is here for you. The Thunderbird is here in Michigan. It is also known as um, the turkey vulture. Whenever I see one of those soaring in the sky, I love their faces. Right? What was that old court cartoon, everybody, uh, that had the vulture? Right? We're talking the 60s and 70s. And the two vultures would sit there on the wire together, or a stump, whatever it was. I loved them then, and I love them now. I love their beautiful red faces. They are so wise. And I particularly am always enthralled when I get to see them sunning themselves at dawn. Right? They face the direction of the east, and they spread their wings wide open like the goddess Isis. And they dry their wings off from the morning dew, and they greet the day. They greet the day. All of that from a turkey vulture. Who knew, right? People say, oh, isn't that the one that flies over the dump? Well, that's because the turkey vulture or the thunderbird is the bird of resurrection. They take what's dead and they bring it back to life. The turkey vulture is actually one of the cleanest animals on Grandmother Earth. They are continuously cleaning themselves. They are the the bird of resurrection of new life. They are the all-seeing eye. And when we see one... It is a reminder to stay on our path. Have you ever seen a thunderbird fly in a storm or rains? It is amazing how they continue to fly. They may look like it's kind of a bumpy ride going on, some turbulence, but they keep going anyway. You can see their wings tilting and kind of flopping a little bit, and they keep going. That's the message of the thunderbird for you. It's a card of resurrection, of new life, and stay on your path, Marianne. Even in the face of life's obstacles, I remain firmly on my path. Oh, you're welcome, Hollis. Yay, Mary Ellen. Yeah, lots of owls. It's kind of kooky. Morning, Kelly. All right, Robin. It was so good to see you at Dell's class as well. The angel Amethyst is here for you, Robin. And whenever Amethyst shows up, it is a reminder for you that your crystals, and stones are calling to you. It's also a reminder that you are a precious gem in all of creation, but it is a reminder to you, your stones and crystals, maybe it's time to set them out under the full moon as it is coming to us, Um, but you're being called to work with them, being called to work with them maybe for yourself or others in meditation, contemplation, journeying, healing modality, But this is a call from your stones and crystals to be with them, spend some time with them, and a reminder again that you are a precious, precious, precious being. Connie, the Archangel Saint Raphael is with you, my friend. And, of course, this is the angel of healing and healers. Uh, Raphael wants you to know that right now Raphael is very much with you. I believe this card was also pulled for you last week. And to please employ this angel at this time. You're being called to work directly with the archangel, St. Raphael. Right? Creator gives us such amazing companions on the journey. Raphael is with you at this time. Rob. Rob. This one is for you. It is the hippogriff. The hippogriff says, Rob, do not allow your dreams to die. The hippogriff also represents chivalry. 
Pop and I were just commenting this past weekend that really chivalry is not dead. And I am a woman who likes to have a door opened for me by a man. I like that. And I don't think it takes anything away from me being a woman. But I do like having a man open a door for me or be concerned for, um, you know, I love to see a man get up when there's a pregnant woman on a bus or an elderly woman on a bus or an elderly man on a bus. I love that. I think that is so, I don't think it's old-fashioned. I think it's respectful. I really do. So this is a card of chivalry and a card that says to you, Rob, do not allow your dreams to die. And your daily mantra, my hopes and dreams come to life and manifest in remarkable ways. Yes, they do. Nancy Ray, the Archangel Saint Mikael is here for you. Michael is here for you. It's all about balance, all about triumph. It's all about paying attention to the lessons that you've learned in your life. I celebrate the lessons that I have learned in my life, and I rejoice in what they have taught me. That is one of the teachings of the Archangel St. Michael. You didn't go through it for nothing. Celebrate just how far you've come because you've come a long way, baby. That's what Michael tells us. Bring those experiences up to the surface. Do something positive with them. Know that you are the woman that you are today because you did walk through all of those joys and fires and passions and pains. Celebrate that. Celebrate that and make it a part of who you are and be okay with it. Sometimes we don't like to particularly acknowledge some things or we think, oh, my God, did I really do that? I'm so ashamed. No, don't be ashamed. What did you learn? What did you learn? For you, the daily mantra is very important for you, Nancy Ray, and the fact that Michael walks with you, Mikhail. I celebrate the lessons that I have learned in my life, and I rejoice in what they have taught me. Elise, the teaching of the penguin is here for you, and the penguin says, Elise, pay attention to your dreams. The old ones are trying to communicate with you at this time, Elise. Pay attention to your night dreams and your day dreams. Those thoughts that go floating by, don't let them just float by in your day dreams. Pay attention to those. Pay attention to those. You are being communicated with by spirit, from spirit. Mary, this one is for you. It's the jackalope. I love the jackalope. The jackalope says to you, Mary, celebrate your uniqueness. Your uniqueness is a priceless gift, just like Mrs. Lomas, right? I talked about Mrs. Lomas at the beginning of my show. Oh, I loved her, one of my favorite favorite people in the world. I guess I do love her. She's still alive, right? Amazing woman, very unique, very unique. And she celebrated her uniqueness. She didn't hide it from anybody, right? She was joyful in it. And that's what made her such an amazing high school teacher. Jackalope is saying the same thing to you, Mary. Enjoy your uniqueness. It is a gift from the creator given to you to share with others. My unique nature is a priceless gift that I share with the world. Celebrate you. Time to toast yourself. Kelly, as we wrap it up here today, Kelly, the fire dragon is here for you. 
my dear friend, the fire dragon says, welcome to the mystery school. Welcome to the mystery school. For the initiate of the spiritual mysteries, there is only one constant teacher, and that teacher is change. On the path of enlightenment, what we once felt sure of is stripped away many times over to reveal yet another layer of teachings within the teachings. It is in the process that we too are constantly changing in order to grow. Welcome to the mystery school, Kelly. The fire dragon accompanies you. And Audra DeVries, whose mama is going to be here Thursday evening, teaching us how to make dream catchers. Kelly will be here too, Audra. Kelly and Kevin will be here. Lily and her mom, Delfina, will be here because we've got another extraordinary weekend at the Academy. For you, Audra, it's the Sunface Kachina, baby girl, the life bringer. The Sunface Kachina is saying to you, stand in the light of who you really are, Audra. No more hiding under a bushel basket. Stand in the light of who you truly are. The, my life and the calling of my soul are dedicated to the light. With that, everyone, talk about a light worker. Up next, Polly Jo LeBay with Chakra Sessions, and she's going to talk about stress and what stress does to our aura, what it does to our body, and she's going to help us work with that, learn to work with that. Everyone, I hope to see you this weekend. I hope to see you Thursday night at Medicine Wheel, or not Medicine Wheel, Dreamcatcher Teachings with a beautiful elder, Gloria. And on Saturday, another elder from Oaxaca, Mexico. That would be Delfina Cosme. And we will be learning about the Day of the Dead and also creating altars. Pretty doggone spectacular. Blessings be, everyone. Up next, beautiful Polly Joe. Shine on. We hope you enjoyed this edition of The Mystic's Heart with Denise Iwana. on the Star Nations Radio Network. You are listening to Star Nations Radio Network. Communications Log Talk Radio. Welcome to Chakra Sessions with Polly Jo LeBay. Radio Network. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Chakra Sessions. I am your host, Polly Jola Bay, and I am here in the beautiful hills of Western Massachusetts at my beautiful space called Trinity Healing Sanctuary. And I was marveling at the number of people who were getting cards around ancient teachings and and um, mystery school because that is 
part of what I do here. Um, we have the School Trinity School of Mystical Energy Healing, and we have a couple of events coming up on um, Thursday evening at 6.30. We're teaching Mystical Healing 101 to give people an overview of what that actually means and how to wake that teaching up within you. And then on Sunday, we have a whole day of healing from 9 to 4, and we give you a taste of what it's like to be in our school. Um, Normally, our school runs for six weekends a year, Um, and on those weekends, we dive into your energy. We peel back the layers that are hiding your true essence, And we encourage you to activate the ancient teachings that you have lying within you. So um, if anybody is out on the East Coast, I welcome you to join us. Both of those workshops are free, so the only thing you need to do is show up and we'll even feed you. So um, I'd love to have some of you come visit if you would like. So today's class, <laughs> that's how spirit is speaking of it, is about stress. We all have stress in our life. Stress actually is something that's not bad. It is something that helps motivate us to create change. You know, for some people, the stress of Hurricane Harvey is creating some amazing change for them. They may not find it amazing in this moment, um, that there is much, much for all of us to learn. Notice how many people are stepping up and activating their life purpose. They're stepping into their humanity to reach out and help others. And I encourage you, um, I was so happy to hear about the um, the horses that are being rescued um, and taken care of, and anybody who can help out with that, you know, that would be so lovely. We have a wonderful healer near us who does amazing work with horses and animals of all types, and so I know if she was able to be in that space, she would still be doing it. So um, when we are faced with stress, it activates certain energy in our body. And all of that energy that gets activated is meant to push us forward to change something in our lives. So sometimes stress is in our belly. Um, It may feel anxious or overwhelming at times. But that's squeezing our personal sun, um, reminding us that we need to shine our light even brighter to discuss the energy that's trying to cloud or eclipse our sun. Um, And some of us feel stress as a burden. Um, We have so many things we have to do for others that we feel a weight almost literally on our shoulders. So people who have stress where it causes neck pain or shoulder pain um, or upper back pain, that is because you are carrying the burdens not only of yourself but of others. And you are being pushed down energetically, compressed, to be smaller to carry the weight of others. Um, And again, pulling our energy out and 
filling ourselves up so that all of these things become lighter, easier, and we can find the lesson in the stress more quickly. And as light workers, our job is to help others through life stresses and to maneuver our own. And often it is easiest to help others. We can see what's going on for someone else. We can help them, but it is very hard sometimes to find a way to help ourselves. We carry it as a weight. We carry it because we don't want to bother someone else or because we're so busy helping others that we forget to help ourselves. And that is um, the general energy about stress. Remember, it's all about motivating change. So one of the things I encourage you to do is to take the label off of stress that it's bad. Um, We have a tendency to label things good and bad, and things that are bad we try to push away from us. And when we try to push energy away, it just bounces back even stronger. Um, where if we're, we embrace stress and go, okay, there's something big on the other side of this, then we can really expand into a new part of ourselves, peel back another layer, reveal another ancient teaching within ourselves, and can do even that much more amazing work with others and for ourselves. So we are going to look within our own energy system and see where we might be carrying stress. And like I said, the primary places we are going to look are in your neck, in your shoulders, and in your belly. Now there's some of you who like to spin. And what I mean by spin is when you get caught in a thought and you spin around and around, kind of like a dog chasing its tail. And you don't stop until you're exhausted. And it may be affecting your sleep. It may be affecting your work because you're so caught up in the what ifs and the could be's and the maybes (laughs) in your life that you aren't fully in this moment. So there may be some of you who have some... um, pressure on either side of your temple or even maybe in between your two eyeballs, you know, um, a little below the third eye energetically. Um, That often can be, you know, the brain thinks thinking too much. And when we spend too much in our thinking brain, too much time, um, and we don't balance it out in our being, in our spiritual brain, Um, we can feel the stress that that puts on our physical and emotional body and take it to a um, whole new level. So, uh, yes, Holly, I could definitely take um, a look at your chakras. Um, And perfect. I am going to do a full meditation first, and then hopefully, Holly, you can hang around. And if not, 
I will definitely um, still scan and see what's going on with your autoimmune. Um, so everybody, um, try to get yourself grounded. And by that, I mean find a comfortable place to sit or lie down um, and really take a moment to feel the body that you are in. So notice your bones and your muscles and how they feel. And remember, as we clear some of the energy, you may hear me make noises. That's helping the entire group to release energy. Yes. So, take a moment to invite in your angels or guides, the divine, however you perceive it. For those of you who listened to Dana's show earlier, you may want to call in the being that you were guided to work with this week to participate in this healing and this clearing with you. Yeah. And we are going to surround and protect ourselves with a bubble of love and light. So that our survival body can feel safe and secure in allowing the healing energy from the divine. We're going to first move our way down from the crown of our head. We're going to look first in that spinning spot in our brain. And just allow the divine light to kind of Bring both sides of our brain back into balance. Notice if you feel pressure on one side or the other. And if you do, take note of it and then just release it. And if you feel a squeezing sensation around your whole head or your crown. Just be aware of that. Yeah. And release it. You'll feel pressure between your eyes, at the bridge of your nose. At the back of your skull. Really fast, and in your jaw, and in your throat. Yeah. And in the back of your neck, where it connects to your skull, and where it connects to your shoulders. Yeah. 
even in the front of your throat. Ah. And in your shoulders, in the front or the back. Maybe across your back, behind your heart. Allow that energy to just release and roll off of you for the moment. Giving you just a little space to feel lighter and brighter. Yeah. And in your heart. Maybe the stress is affecting your breathing or your heart rate or your blood flow. Allow the energy to breathe slowly into that space, into your heart, into your lungs. And as it does so, notice it's changing your blood to flow smoothly and easily throughout all of your body. Bringing blood and oxygen everywhere it is needed. Yeah. Down into our belly, into the organs that hold a lot of our stress energy. Starting with our stomach. So if stress affects your eating. Self-esteem. Yeah. Self-doubt and worry. Yeah. Yeah. Opening space to breathe and manage. Life lessons as they come to you. Yeah. And noticing the gallbladder and the pancreas and the spleen all at the same time. Yeah. Those become squeezed and overwhelmed in panic. Are spaces where we process our stress. And if they get clogged, yeah. then we kind of get backed up with excess. And that's when that overwhelming panic setting. Yeah. 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 The frustration. Yeah. And then moving down into our bowels and making sure that those energies are being gently guided 
out of our system. Yeah. When we eat and stress, then the food that goes through and travels through us carries the energy as well. Yeah. Yeah. And that release in our tailbone and our hips as well. Yeah. And then if we have relationship stress with our significant other, with our children, with any of our primary love relationships, then we carry that in that yeah. middle space. Yeah. And for women, it's in our uterus. It's where we create new things. And stress can impact that which we create especially when we create in stress. Yeah. Allowing yourself to notice the tightness there and release it if you have that. Yeah. And then even down into our legs and our hips and our calves and our feet, the whole leg is connected to our first chakra, to our foundation. So if stress is impacting our finances or our home or our sense of safety, then you may have held on to some in one of those locations. Yeah. Like in your feet or your Achilles, your knees, your hips. They're all very common for holding on to stress. Holding on to our resistance or trying to push stress away. It gets trapped. Yeah. And allow the energy to go down into Mother Earth to actually reduce her stress and allow her to notice and be aware of where she is holding and carrying too much stress and encouraging her to gently release. Yeah. So take a moment to reconnect with your physical body Notice any places where you still may have tightness, you still may have compression, you may have a little pain. And just gently send love and compassion to yourself. So we all have lessons and things to work through. And that is not a bad thing. It is actually for our highest best. Yes. 
We're going to take a couple of deep breaths, and as you breathe out, draw out any energy that you don't want to hold on to. Yeah. Draw out anything that you were done with in your life. Yeah. just going to quickly point out a couple places that people were holding stress besides, you know, in the head and in the throat and the neck. There were some people who were holding it in their belly, but in different places. And um, each organ cleanses and removes our stress. So in a different way, it's keeping us in the flow. You know, our lungs keep us breathing. And when we're stressed and we squeeze them tight, people might have an asthma attack or hyperventilate. And it's because they've squeezed their stress energy so tight around their heart and their lungs, they, they have trouble breathing. And other people have trouble eating or they feel the need to eat and eat because they can't fill that space because they can't feel themselves underneath all of the layers of energy. So when you feel stressed, take a few minutes um, to just be aware of your body. Thank it for the work it's doing to clear the stress for you and where you're feeling pain and send love and compassion to that part of you because our body is just an indicator of where we have work to do and how we have work to do. And we are constantly changing and shifting. So we are constantly going to have times when we need to check in and see how we're doing. We check in with our family and we call them and ask them, right? And, you know, or message them on Facebook. But we check in with other people more than we check in with ourselves. And when we don't take the time to check in and see how we're doing, we aren't in a space to really, truly bring our light the way we're meant to. So I encourage you guys to do that. So Holly, you asked a great question. Um, To look at your chakras, um, Holly posted, Hi, Polly Joe, could you please look at my chakras? I have been diagnosed with an autoimmune disease And I would like to know how I'm doing with this. Thank you. So the first thing, um, Holly, um, that I want to tell you is that an autoimmune disease occurs when we have some difficulty with our aura. Because our aura protects our immune system. It's our barrier. It's our shield. So when our shield or our force field, 
um, gets dampened or weakened, then stuff can come through and make us sick. It's just like if we were in a spaceship um, like Star Wars or Star Trek and you're in a battle and, and every time you get a hit, the shields go down, right? And they do what they can to boost the shields. But you can only take so many hits without actually stopping and rebooting your shields and, and doing work on them. So the first thing I want to tell you is that, you know, you, your aura is a little bit compromised. And as a light worker, most of us um, are empathic. I'd say 90% of us are empathic. And when we're empathic, our aura doesn't look like this beautiful um, seam around us. Um, if you think about when you crack an egg um, and there's that, that um, line around the outside of the egg um, as it starts cooking, right? And so you see that barrier or you see it in a pictures of cells, right? They have that barrier. And if they don't have that barrier, then they break apart and they spread out and they get changed. Those of us who are empathic, we don't have that seal to begin with. Ours looks a little more like Swiss cheese because we have these pockets where we absorb like a sponge, the information from other people. And it's how we are meant to read energy. Um, but most of the time what happens is we absorb and we absorb and we absorb and we never wring out our sponge. On top of that, every time we have trauma in our lives, we get a tear in our energy field around us in our aura. So those of us who have are meant to do the most work, we've also been in the deepest of the dark. And because of that, we often go through a phase where our aura looks kind of like an old-fashioned car wash. Yes. Um, so you were born with Epstein-Barr, absolutely. So you came in with your aura already weak. And um, when, and you probably had a weak aura in your last lifetime. Most of us have, like, it weakened over time um, and lifetimes, basically. You know, we might have had a good one, you know, in Egyptian times, but we might have taken a whack over and over again. And so a lot of us have come in with some sort of compromised aura. Does not mean you cannot repair it. You absolutely can. Um, it just takes a lot of effort. Um, and the effort is uh, ab just a routine every day, repair and fill, repair and fill your aura. Because as you do that, it starts to um, open up. Now, with the autoimmune disease um, in your body, um, I'm just trying to take a look and see where it's affecting you energetically. 
So just give me a second as I scan, and you may, you're sensitive enough, you may feel it. So the, the places that um, I'm feeling for you, Holly, um, most of your weakness is behind you. Um, often when we are light workers, we kind of focus on the energy in front of us like 180 degrees. So in our peripheral vision and in front of us, we can see or sense that and when we protect ourselves from absorbing energy in the front and we leave the back of our energy system weaker um that's why a number of people get Lyme disease and fibromyalgia and um uh chronic fatigue syndrome because all of those are sort of the back of your aura is shredded so everything's sort of absorbing into your back and your your Spine is where if, if your spinal column isn't energetically sealed up, then it then gets absorbed and into the chakras and then it goes into the closest um, organ nearby. Yeah. So practice for you is to um, seal up your aura. Um, it is impacting the back of your um, throat chakra um, a little bit above that where you receive um, spiritual guidance from, like at the base of the skull. It's impacting um, below your rib cage. Um, kind of in the solar plexus area. Um, it is impacting into the solar that third chakra in particular, so sort of radiating out into a couple different um, organs because of that. Yeah. Yes. And the adrenals are, the primary adrenals are located on either side of that third chakra deer. So um, the adrenals, that's why they get, they, they flare when they're not supposed to because when the energy comes in through your back, your your system knows you're being attacked even if you don't know it. So the fight or flight response kicks in. It affects the ones that are on either side of your third chakra, which are really, really close to your stomach. Then they Then if those ones go into overload, it's affects the ones that are on either side um, energetically. I'm talking the energy adrenals. Um, on either side of your um, uterus. Um, and then it goes up and, and it, it impacts your pancreas and your gallbladder. Then it goes up and um, impacts right above your heart chakra. Then it affects your throat chakra by your thyroid and then it can be up even up in the top of your head um i'm feeling like you stay most of the time below the rib cage for most of your stuff 
tough, but the fact that there's a weakness behind your throat chakra can impact your um, thyroid as well. So your thyroid feels fine at the moment, but um, having a weakness there can do that. So the practice for you, number one, is um, I want you to think about using some kind of salt on your spine when you shower or you bathe. Um, whether you use Epsom salt, whether you use Himalayan salt, whether you use Dead Sea salt, um, what you're asking the salt to do is to absorb any negative energy you may have picked up. I'm fond of the Epsom salt for this in particular because it also works on inflammation. So if, if the toxins that you absorbed through your back are um, starting to cause inflammation, uh, you know, that's where you want to go. So you want to do that first. Yes, Lady Hawk, I will help you out in a second. That would be great. Um, yeah. And then when you do your meditation practice, um, and if you don't do one, you, you, I'm encouraging you to think about it. And, and it can be your prayer practice. But what you want to think about is grounding your energy first. And then as you're in your grounding state, you imagine that your crown chakra sort of spills over you like a fountain. So the energy from the divine is spilling over you like a fountain. And as that spills over you, you seal and repair your aura with that divine energy. And it's easy to imagine in front of us. It's much harder in back of us. So if you have a particular guide or angel that you work with or a god or a goddess, you can ask them to help you seal up the back of your aura. Create a healing cocoon for yourself. Um, I also often visualize the infinity symbol, the symbol eight, like where it's the eight on its side, and it's golden in color. And I ask that to weave my aura from head to toe almost like a mummy cocoon. And I, I go up and down my aura a number of times until I feel back in my own container. Okay? And then when you feel that occur, you can also ask that your aura be made a little bit stronger. Um, sometimes people like to make it more like a barrier initially until they can have room for their healing to occur. Um, Archangel Raphael is absolutely amazing for this work. Um, and you can actually ask him to shower you with his divine energy as well. And that has a very pinky purple color to it. And that's a little more sticky. It's almost like paste. So when you imagine that it's like you're paper macheing your... Um, back together. So that would be my recommendation um, to you, Holly. And um, just so you know, I do 
do have, um, I channeled a recipe called um, an aura blend, and it helps you repair your aura. So it's available on um, my website, Trinity Healing Sanctuaries, plural, dot com. And the aura blend is specific for repairing your, your aura, um, and that might help you as well. Um, I don't remember exactly what ingredients are in it. It's listed on the website. It's all pure um, therapeutic-grade essential oils with a little bit of fraction oil, um, just so it slides on easier. And you put it right on your spine. Um, and it's worked wonders for a number of people, especially those with um, um, autoimmune things. So I hope that helps out, Holly. Um, Lady Hawk, you want me to check your chakras as well? Okay, so take a deep breath, Miss Lady Hawk. Get out of your thinking brain for a moment and just allow the energy to come through. Simply the divine letting me know what's going on for you. So the first thing I'm noticing, Lady Hawk, is um, a tightness um, around your head. So I think you're thinking. (laughs) I've been thinking a lot lately, too. So um, you might be a little bit out of balance between your spiritual and your physical life. And if that's not what's out of balance, then it's your masculine and your feminine energy. Um, when we when we do too much nurturing and we're not in our power, or if we're too aggressive and we're not in our compassion, um, those, that can also bring the brain out of balance. Um, the yeah. there's a stone called Shiva Lingham um, that is brown with um, sometimes gray. Stripes. Sometimes it's another shade of brown. They often look a little bit like a um, egg. <laughs> um, that is a stone that you can use to help bring your your that energy into balance. Um, for you, I'm also feeling a lot of um, throat heart combination. Um, and what that generally is, is that is when you are really struggling with um, finding your voice with um, around compassion and forgiveness. And that often involves family because they, they teach us the most lessons about forgiveness and compassion. Um, yeah. And then the the thing that works with that or can work against that is that um, they're also the ones who can make us bite our tongue so that we don't say things that need to get said because we don't know how to say them without it coming across kind of 
meanly. I guess that's the best, the best way I can put it. Um, when we speak our authentic truth, we speak it from our heart. And so remembering that when we have things that need to be expressed, really focusing on that heart energy and allowing the heart to do the speaking um, and not our ego. Because our ego is the one who knows how to ding and trigger the other person. And our ego is the one who often will say things not in the, the nicest way. Um, you know, the one of the things that happens for us as light workers is we're really able to be um, hold space for somebody else who's not family. <laughs> and then when we get to family, we're like, we don't have enough bandwidth. We don't have enough patience to say something kindly, so we often don't say anything at all. And so yeah. one of the things um, I, want, I want to remind you about is that in your belly, you know, when you're feeling like your self um, is getting compromised, um, that's when kind of will step in and be like um, enough is enough you know so when we feel our sense of self dissipating or disappearing or getting so shut down then the heart really has to step in and help us find our voice it doesn't have to um, but if we can remember how to do that then we take our own personal power back. We give our personal light and our power away when we allow somebody else to squeeze our belly shut. Um, I have a family member who's been going through, you know, their own sort of dark night of the soul, and I think you understand what I'm talking about. The dark night of the soul. Yeah. And when you have that, yeah. Um, you're in this space where you you know you're you don't have a choice but to change your life, and you're in so much pain that you don't realize that no matter what change is going to occur and the pain will get released. Sometimes the pain will get released um, easily <laughs> and sometimes, you know, you're fighting it tooth and nail. And, and again, like Dana said earlier, you know, the more we resist, the more it persists right? So it keeps coming the more we fight the dark night of the soul. So basically what you want to think about, sweetheart, is that losing your own identity 
to make somebody else feel better, dimming your light to make somebody else shine brighter actually doesn't make them shine brighter. It actually takes your light out or off the planet when you dim your light. And I have been working with that with a family member who's having, you know, some stress and, and a dark night of the soul. And I was trying to help clear it in my own body, and it wasn't mine to do. My job was to open my heart in compassion and forgiveness and forgiving myself for any of the energy that I may have created unknowingly that put that person in that space. So just sort of keep that in mind, sweetheart. And uh, yeah, I'm going to encourage you to really work on your um, energy in your heart, your throat, and your belly because those three so close together um, need to work in harmony for you to feel more calm and at ease. And when you're more calm and at ease, you share that with everyone else. Yeah. So I hope that helps. Um, Patty, she writes, Polly Joe, I have several chronic medical conditions, and I'm wondering if you can sense which chakras or aura areas that may areas that may need work for me to further my development as spirit doula. Sure. Um, so Patty, just take a quick deep breath for me. Yeah. And just invite in spirit. Yeah. 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 So Patty, for you as well. Um, you are definitely um, someone who has the aura in the back that is torn Um, and it's interesting because the front of your aura looks like pretty contained you have a couple of spots um, which I would expect with somebody who's empathic but um, the back it's it's interesting, um, you're a little like Holly where it's, um, it's a little shredded in the back there. So I would recommend that you, you firm up your aura in the back because that's becoming a mat, your back is becoming a magnet for um, some of your energy that's coming in and giving you difficulty. Um, yeah. I'm feeling a lot at the base of the skull, so I don't know if you're having headaches or not or difficulty sleep but there's this spiritual chakra yeah that's at the base of the skull and it's where we get our divine aha moments our light bulbs and so when you're congested in there um it actually makes you kind of freak out on a spiritual level because it's like your internet is down yeah. And um, so you want to really clean up there. So I don't know if you're having headaches or not or neck pain, but 
that's what's causing your spirit pain. Um, and whether it's manifested in the physical body or not, I don't know, because um, it all feels relatively the same to me. Um, and then it also goes down the back of the neck into the top of the shoulders a little bit. So that's why I would have thought maybe you would have headaches. Um, so that's where you really want to clean up the back of your aura. That's really a big space for you to um, work on. You have an, a lot of energy going on in your belly, um, and the energy in your belly is when when you have a lot of fire energy in your belly, it it fuels your passion and your creation, right? But we don't want to necessarily create more chronic medical conditions, right? And so at the moment, your fire is focused on your physical health. So it's creating physical health to focus on. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but some of these could dampen through your spiritual practice by cleaning and clearing your cleaning and clearing your chakras, um, I'm going to refer you um, to an amazing book by a wonderful woman who passed recently, Louise Hay, um, How I Can Heal My Life or How You Can Heal Your Life. Um, and in that book, there's a list of medical issues. Um, and for your chronic ones, there are mantras. So it'll tell you why the energy is stuck, what, what thought process stuck the energy in your body, and mantras to release those chronic medical conditions. And it is my Bible with um, my everyday clients because being able to they don't need to know what chakra that's located in. But if I see anger in the mantra, I know that that fire energy is too hot. Their third chakra is too hot. And if I see that it's all about feeling, then I know their second chakra is not flowing properly. So you can use that simple, amazing book to help you first, and then you can translate that for people that you help and people that you work with. Um, because even no matter how we do healing in our lives and how we do our life purpose, um, the more tools you have in your toolbox, the better you are at what you do. Um, because you exude the confidence to share everything you've got. So um, I am so thankful so many of you checked in today because this is so in my life purpose and it is so wonderful to be able to help you and to, you know, encourage you to experience, you know, what I do, which is, you know, healing the healers. Um, that's my personal mission. You know, I am a warrior of the light just like you. And the way I battle is by getting you back out there and helping other people. So thank you so much for the fabulous questions, lady. 
And I, I, am, I am so blessed that you guys checked in with me this week. I can't wait to um, see you all next week or hear you all next week. And um, I, you know, those of you who are on the East Coast, come join me on Thursday or on Sunday um, for some amazing healing work because you can have it all in person. So thank you guys. Have a blessed week and shine your light brightly. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed Chakra Sessions with Polly Jo LeBay. On the Star Nations Radio Network.